This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, Episode 55, Naga Babies, Part 1. Well, welcome back to Strange Assembly. I'm Chris Stevenson, and I'm joined today by, oh, you tell them who you are. I'm Batman. Not J. Earl. No. It's not, I'm Batman. I'm the Batman. <laughs> Are we all going to end up doing like the I'm the Batman impressions? That's on you. That's really up to you, I yes. guess. Kevin. I'm Come Justin on, Kevin. Purdy, Peer not the pressure. Batman. Peer pressure. You know what? I'm Spartacus. Well, later in this episode, you'll hear our review of the just-released Nightfall Dark Rages and possibly infiltration from Android games. We'll find out later with you whether or not we actually do that segment. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, let's talk about the variety of L5R news that's come out. One thing we're not going to get into, even though everything has been previewed, is Shadows Embrace. We got almost a month until that thing starts shipping, so when we get closer to that, we'll do the actual set review. they actually previewed every single card for Yes. It? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you go on the Oracle of the Void right now, you can find all of the cards but one, and that was Starcrossed Lovers, because when they did the official preview of that, they blanked out the flavor text, and I'm guessing that the version that's in the Oracle of the Void is not blanked out, so they don't want to spoil it until whatever that is happens in the story. Don't worry, soon enough we'll talk way too much about that set. Yes. <laughs> don't, yes. Do not be sad that we're not talking about it today. Do not be it, concerned. This will happen. Yes. Also, because... So say we all. Well, I guess I'm so self-involved and full of myself. We realized <laughs> earlier today that as if we're recording this, it's June 23rd, which I believe makes this the second birthday of Strange Assembly. I believe our first episode was released on June 23rd of 2010. And we don't have any party favors here? No. Nope. We have no party favors. It's just me. So. Nope, no party favors. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to go through our, like, our, our terrible twos now? Like, what, you, what have we been doing for the last two years? <laughs> do you want to do, do a podcast today, Kevin? No. Don't want to do a podcast no. today. No. No. Yeah, I don't know if you even have to wait for two till that. Benjamin is 21 months right now, and he he doesn't do that particular thing, but he is doing something he's not allowed he, to. He and knows he already, the word no. He, well, he, he knows the word no. He doesn't use it like that. It'll just be he's upset about something, so he'll start crying and just flop on the <laughs> ground. I mean, he doesn't bang his legs in the, the sort of stereotypical movie tantrum sort of way. Right, but, but, we, but we he, he does start to get into that. We will, going forward, only eat chicken fingers and mac and cheese. Yay! <laughs> do, I, do I have to provide meals with this now? Of course, the, cra the craft services yeah. table. And, and if we're forced to, the broccoli is. so we can have ice cream. How have we gone downhill? We used to, like, drink every episode, and now we're talking about eating mac and cheese. How was that downhill? <laughs> well, I, I don't believe we ever actually drank every episode. There were a couple of episodes where we were drinking. Yes, I there were like, many more episodes I, where our listeners were drinking, I'm sure, <laughs> just to make it through. I we hope so, yes. Well, I think it's because, unlike you, I don't stock a full bar. Sorry. Yeah, I oh, do have a lot is, of alcohol. That is a, a point. Well, it wasn't so much that right. he stocked a full um, bar. It was when they put the refrigerator down in the basement yes. that had beers in it. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm BYOB and nobody seems to. <laughs> I'll yeah. remember next time I'm here. Okay. We'll get Chris knackered. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, we can bring some mixers, uh, martini shaker, vodka. You can do a lot with like random stuff that, and if vodka. If that's a threat, I can really bring a bar. We <laughs> uh, can light shots on fire next episode. Yes. Uh, but this will be episode 55, so I guess we've been something like 
two episodes uh, a week, which is, I guess, what we were aiming for. Although sometimes that's, I'm sick and busy at work, and there's one episode over three months, and then there's four episodes in a two-week span. So because we uh, couldn't stop talking. Yeah. By by we he means Chris, of course. <laughs> Well, I can't bash on myself every single sentence. <laughs> That's what Kevin's for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, well, happy birthday to us anyway. Hooray. We, we accept gifts in the form of uh, checks made out to Strange Assembly. Or, 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 or to Kevin. That'll yeah. work, too. <laughs> yeah. we, we accept uh, PayPal, cash, traveler's checks, cards. Really anything. Realistically, have an Amazon wish list if you guys want to go search for it. I mean, go to town. Realistically, <laughs> we'll accept anything. If you send us a crayon drawing, we'll probably be happy. We'll, we'll take probably a picture put it on, of the put it on the website. Yeah. 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 We'll even take Koku. Because <laughs> we're going to need a lot of it. <laughs> because uh, they've announced the, the 10,000th card, which is... I don't even remember the name of the card anymore. Isn't it like the deciding moment? Something like that. That sounds right. Hunt yes, for it. The deciding moment. I got it on one try. Good job. Woo! My other option was the final countdown. But yeah, it's uh, that was my thought too. It's, yes, it's a sexy desperate wager ish. It's desperate wager ish. It's desperate wager ish. It's not it's, quite. It's not as good wager. as no. desperate wager. The effect isn't as good, although it costs zero and also has battle draw a card on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. So as a card, it's pretty handy. If your what opponent has, if basically the game is over, yeah. If your opponent is not playing military <laughs> yeah. and they have achieved their victory condition, you get to take an extra. You get to bring your dynasty, your phase, dynasty phase in phase front first. of your attack phase. Yeah, yeah. So it basically goes in every military it's unique. deck. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although a little bit less so if you're an attachment because it puts the uh, d dynasty phase in front of the attack phase, but it's still after the action phase, so you can buy new guys, but you wouldn't have the chance to use their They're abilities or equipment. I can attach did. with two more naked hookans. Woo! <laughs> Justin's favorite kind. Oh, yeah. Well, hookan does not usually get an attachment, yeah, in the normal game. No. He's usually sitting at home being a really funny-looking holding. <laughs> yep. He is a fairly odd-looking holding, yes. Uh, so... The deciding moment is there are going to end up being eight different versions of it, if I'm recalling the, the total number. Yeah, they all do the same thing. They all yes, do the same thing. It's all, all the art exact and same flavor. Card. It's different art and different flavor text, and you've got the the one where they've previewed the art for is the, the fight between Battle of the Gods. Yes, Kalima Sorry, fighting. Sorry, I felt Fule. necessary to say it that way. So you've got that one, the Ascension of Iweko, uh, Chagatai's March on Toshi Ranbo, the return of Hida Kasada at the end of Diamond Editioning, the Sacrifice of Sadao at the end of Goldark, the Birth of the Shadow Dragon at the end of Hidden Emperor, the Second Day of Thunder, and then the final one is the Celestial Court, which isn't really an event, but, but sort hey. of the before times. Yes. Wasn't, so didn't the the birth of the shadow dragon have something to do with the the nameless darkness or something? The yeah. lying darkness. Yes. The right, hidden the emperor was darkness. also called the war against the darkness. Right. Uh, the air dragon sacrificed itself. Was it just to get? Uh, it was to get the one phoenix. Guy. No, 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 no. Oh, right, right. Yeah, was, who had to to get um, Asawa Hatori? No, Hochiu. Hochiu is what's coming into my head, but I don't know yeah. if that's right. To get him close enough to kill Goju Adorai. yeah. But that, in the process, the air dragon was corrupted and then also ended up absorbing the last little bit of the nothing that was running around. Right. So a new air dragon sprang into existence because there can't not be an air dragon, but then there's still this old guy. And so right. that is Which the Which all came about because, uh, was it Walsh? One with uh, by buying the air dragon with the phoenix box that lets you pay two more, but mm -hmm. it made them shadowlands. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, free free gold. It turns I, out is always good. I kind of <laughs> wish we had that kind of detail in, in the the story results that we get now, but mm. well, you I kind don't, of don't that, want that. Well, that, you that kind of do, when... and we didn't really like it, right? Because what about the lot? What about the Gen Con wins where a 
Spider won those two Gen Con wins in a row with the you know Goblin deck. Release well, the and, goblins and Oni decks. I, I have and... to admit that the first one was kind of lame, but I was actually happy with the second one. That's because it ended up being a Phoenix story, which had <laughs> nothing to do with the deck that won. No, no, you were talking about the time that Spider won, not the I mean, Phoenix Gen Con win against the God. Above and beyond that, I mean, <laughs> the Goblin part of that story made me happy. Didn't they just like? launch Gaku in a catapult. <laughs> yeah, he like went inside and then after it died he chewed his way out or he he, he yeah. got himself et. Yes. <laughs> Which is awesome way for a goblin to kill a big monster. Assuming that I mean, he in fact that's killed the, the big monster. Too. Yeah, but the the eight versions each have a different way of getting them. Some are pretty easy. Everyone in the Some Imperial Assembly will get the Battle of the Gods. Everyone who participates in the Global Storyline Tournament in September will get, oh, the second day of Thunder. Uh, everybody who buys the Holiday Pack will get the Cons March. Everybody who is at one of the big cons will get the Ascension of Iweko. Oh, the Birth of the Shadow Dragon will be available in Seeds of Decay. I imagine that the Shadow Dragon is going to play a non-trivial role in this. No. Arc, given the various names of of everything and the yeah. printing of and them. how completely awesome his card is. He doesn't suck. No. Yeah. Not at all. We need a celestial or something of Hoshi to be super awesome. Because <laughs> I was thinking they need to like have him come back and print a card of him being all awesome, but they'd never do is that. that a but we need a celestial. Well, the original Hoshi, who was the son of Tagashi the Kami. He was like the half dragon, half man. Satsu's uh, daddy. Okay. Yeah, Satsu's dad. He is the celestial wonder. Now he like ascended into the heavens. So he would be a celestial. Return of Hoshi. There was the possibility of a return of Hoshi, sort of. That was one of the Dark Lotus that was the oh, Dark yeah, Lotus yeah. for I still think that was the most awesome that, that was one of the most awesome things that they have ever had was that chart. For whether or not it was going to be Dark Lotus or that was yeah, pretty cool, Lotus, the, the, and then the least the, interesting one got hit. The di- one yeah, of them, the, yes. the different mm-hmm. results of different clans yeah, won. Yeah, and if they were of, tainted was, or corrupt, and things that was like one that. of the things that got me into the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the if you were pure, you got this. If you won and you weren't pure and you were corrupt, you got that. And then there was the failed the empire result, which was if your clan, if you lost in the finals. To a corrupt deck. <laughs> yeah. What the bad right, thing and one of yeah. the bad dragons was Hoshi is yes, the if the dragon failed the Empire, it was Hoshi comes back from the heavens to beat the living snot out of <laughs> the dragon. He will spank <laughs> each and every one of you. Even bad. <laughs> yeah. The dragon failed the Empire and the Scorpion win were kind of mirrors of each other. The dragon failed like not failed the Empire, but the dragon Dark Lotus. The dragon Dark Lotus was Enlightenment is lost, but you hide it from the Empire and trick everybody into thinking that to not no, realizing no, we're it. Still good. We're and still the Scorpion good. one was Enli- Enlightenment isn't lost, but you let the rest of the Empire think it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those wacky Scorpions. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah, actually, I think the lamest result was the Scorpion failed the Empire one, which was. You guys have been had your clan disbanded enough already, so nothing bad happens to you <laughs> if you fail the Empire. You pick another clan, they get blamed, and then they hate you forever. Which they all already Status do anyway. Quo, yeah. <laughs> you know. But they couldn't kick them out again. Yeah. Oh yeah. We shall cook you out for the third time. Okay, so this was the the beginning of Lotus Edition podcast. And <laughs> yeah. We'll get, but so the ones we were talking about are relatively easy. To get, but then there are ones that are a little bit harder, such a as bit. the Return of Casada, where you have to have been a world champion-ish, and both of them will get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's one for being a. It sounds like being a volunteer for AEG at at Con. Yeah, I don't know exactly what. Uh, right, I don't know what exactly the contours of that are. I think they are I, still I, looking for volunteers for Gen Con. I imagine. I which. I'm, I'm I guess hold- anybody has the option to choose to go volunteer. I'm, I'm holding out hope that the vagueness of that one includes bounty hunters. They haven't had a bounty hunter program I in like five years. I know. <laughs> I can, I, I no can dream, dream, can't I? Nobody remembers sure. that you are a bounty hunter, Jay. Yes. And then the last one is the Celestial Court, which is being given out to AEG employees. Or, as I like to call it, the new... Um, designer wins. Designer wins. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. 
Although a, a much broader distribution, I imagine, than designer wins. Slightly, it's, it's yes. Because well, it's, it's current and past. Yeah. Future AEG employees? Sorry, they don't... They haven't released that information yet. What is this, the post office? And then there was the alternate way of getting them, which is to One send in... million dollars! Or, I mean, 10,000 10, Koku. 10,000 Koku, which we determined that if you were getting Koku by buying packs, you could buy a car. <laughs> I, I, the amount of money that it takes yes, to, to, to buy get that much in Koku. I understand. I mean, I understand <laughs> it's cute, you know, 10,000th cards and then 10,000 Koku, you know, but holy cow, yeah, that's a lot the, of the Koku. The inflation on the Koku is not that bad. I know. So, I like the general concept of having all these different versions, uh, but people who have known before, I'll know I'm not really a big fan of exclusivity of cards. Now... If you're These do aren't it, functional. No. Yes, if you're going to do exclusivity, I'd rather it be art and flavor rather than functional. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it's kind it's of weird. Annoying. I know over in Magic Land, like, I always like the fact that their, their promos, for the way that their model works, their promos are never functionally different. But there's plenty of really exclusive alternate art sorts of yeah. things, which I don't care less about. But then in L5R, because I care more about the story and the art and the flavor, it feels like it matters more that... I mean, the the number of people who actually have 10,000 Koku is minuscule. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are a couple of people out there who have some bags of the stuff. Well, I mean, but people who've been playing since Imperial, back when they had, like, just stacks of Kokus. I mean, how much were the clan t-shirts? Were a couple hundred Koku a pop, right? I, I don't, I don't but, remember. Yeah, yeah, even yeah then, they used to do, they used to give away more things that were several hundred Koku at a time. And, and, there, and there are a few more Koku laying around now because in Emperor Edition they've actually brought back you know, 5 and 10 and 20 Koku cards. There were, yeah, back in the day they occasionally gave a thousand Koku certificates. There was a lot of Koku sent in for the, during the race for yeah. the throne. Mm. And some of that got back out where they'd have like a tournament to win the giant bag of Koku that had been submitted <laughs> recently by Although some of that was then turned around and just submitted again for the race, so I don't know how much that ended out. Is there. it actually out in the wild? So I, I guess I—I I mean, I think it's cool, but I'm—I'm I'm decidedly ambivalent about the exclusivity of it. If it was like when they were going to do the every, whoever wins worlds every year gets an exclusive version of the emperor that's just theirs. It's the only copy of it, and then they can use it for a year until the next world champions. That, yeah. I, I hate it. I'm glad that one got eaten, yes. Yes, the, the one time Thank that they went to do that, the person yes. did not win with a pure well, deck, so he did not get the card. Yes, the, there have been a lot of uh, shots taken at Coulson's actions, but I think everyone will agree that action was a good one of his. This is, this is going to be a random segue, which I know is surprising on this show, but since There's we're talking kind? about like winning this guy moving <laughs> to like the world champion every year, what happened with Sundoru? That weren't also they gonna went do, away. Weren't they going to like have a tournament every year? Yes. Every year there was going to be... I don't even remember what the name of it was. But every year it was going to be one. And the concept was that he was going to be MRP'd every year. So it wouldn't be experienced versions. It would be the exact same card, but printed in the clan colors of whoever most recently won. I don't know what would have happened. Scorpion won the first one. And that was the and only then it one went they away. did. Yes. Yeah. So he wasn't... I don't remember what he did. I was, he wasn't bad. He was like a 3-3 three, tech. Three he was a tactician. He blew up a, like, battle destroy a terrain. Yeah, or, probably and something else. Terrains. I don't remember anymore. I vaguely remember this guy. When was, was this? Sundoru? Uh, I want to say I saw him with the old card art, so maybe Samurai? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was old card art. That sounds right. Huh. And Jay's looking it up while we yep. chatter on about other stuff. Yeah, well, let's see. Although we're not going to talk about the stuff in Shadows Embrace, we do know more about the shipping for Shadows Embrace. Yeah. That they are, what they're ultimately doing is, for international people, the shipping is $25, period. You have to order it all specially through the website. And in the U.S., the cheapest shipping option, at least in the lower 48, was $15 and something. So it was $16 to ship it here. I don't think it would be any more expensive to ship from California to to here than as opposed to California to somewhere else in the United States. So Correct me if I'm wrong, that's pretty sweet for the international people compared to... Oh, yes, that compared to what it usually is for international? Yeah, that's... Oh, God. 
Yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah, they're doing it as a special deal, basically for the international people, and it's, it circumvents the usual shipping calculator. If you buy the full thing, instead of being $200 plus $25 shipping, you just buy an item that is $225 and then has free shipping. Yeah. They don't have to do some separate thing for their shipping calculator in the yeah. store. I don't know. So the shipping is not going to be as painful as thought. Because I think that's about what the shipping for Forgotten Legacy was, was somewhere in the $15 Probably. range. So I, was, I remember, I, was, I think we were thinking that, oh, Shadows Embrace is going to end up costing more. But let's talk about the actual other previews that we've seen. We've seen the quarter three event previews, Ritual Dagger and Ritual of Sacrifice, and I don't think there's anything really worth talking about in there. But we have seen the Forgotten Legacy previews and the Forgotten Legacy announcements. So these are the items when you bought Forgotten Legacy, I believe, you got to vote, pick a clan, and then vote on one of the items, and whichever clan got the most votes got their first choice for item, and whichever clan got the second most votes got their second choice and all that. Those promos are being released. They're legal August 1st, so they're going to be legal at Gen Con, and they're going to be sent out through the Imperial Assembly. One, I think everyone's getting all of them. You're just getting a pack of nine. You don't, it's not like the Race for the Throne when you had to have a, a the fashion right fashion fashion fashion. Fashion. yeah. Um, <clears throat> thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's probably not a terrible investment to drop $30 to buy, to pick up like another Imperial right. Assembly membership to get a second set of these, because you can, as silly as it is, you can, you can make money off of an Imperial Assembly membership just by selling the promos, even though you'd think that somebody who would want those promos would just sign up for the magazine, but... Well, I mean, also, I mean, some of them, six months down the road... They're a pain to get for a new player. Yeah. There's also going to be... Well, we'll talk about the cards, but there's also a set of drawings that are going to be held for various prizes that I don't feel like looking at what they are again. But there's yeah, maybe four remember. drawings. And... I mean, that's what you use your certificate yes, from pre but you have to have... To, to be eligible for that, you have to be an Imperial Assembly member who has activated... Who has yeah, registered their Forgotten Legacy certificate. Now which you can do by going to imperialassembly.com. Uh, and if you don't have your Forgotten Legacy certificate anymore, because a lot of people, like, they weren't actually packaged in the box. They were kind of loose in the packing material. Yeah. And so people lost them. Or you could be like me, and you just can't find out where it is, even though you know it's somewhere in right. those piles of L5R stuff. <laughs> I lost it, too. You have... I believe that you can email customer service at alderac.com with your Imperial Assembly number and your order number if you have like the electronic uh-huh. receipt that you got from the AEG store and they can go ahead and like with the order number they'll know what the certificate number was or something like that and then That's- they I think they can associate it they can put it into your account for you I think so if you nifty. can't find it yeah. you certainly want to to try it out I don't think you have to have registered the, the, at least according to what the announcement says, that's only for the drawings. Just any Imperial Assembly member will get the items. You're just getting the drawings with the certificate. Yes. And I don't remember all the drawings. I seem to remember the biggest one might have been like a copy, a, of, a copy of the set. Yeah. Well, here. They are... They start at the beginning of July. The first one is a six-month Imperial Assembly membership, a free Gen Con pass, or... $50 store credit, your choice, at, at the AEG online store. Well, I guess it says, it says store credit. I think that has to be the online store. I don't think you can walk up to the booth at Gen Con <laughs> and spend that. The third one is $150 store credit, and the fourth one is a free copy of the full Shadows Embrace set. So, the cards themselves, I, I actually got a... I, I know I've gotten complaints from Kevin and other people on the show, but I've also got a an email from a listener recently complaining that we always do things in alphabetical order so the <laughs> spider and, the, scor- and the, the, the unicorn get less commentary. So for this one, let's start with the start unicorn one. Start with the one ridiculous unicorn one. Because it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. The unicorn one, which is the Blessed Mantle of the Green Stake, which, apropos of nothing, let me note that this is what I voted for the dragon to get. This is what I wanted. I, no, nobody else in the dragon clan wanted it, so you it lose. never would have happened. They, they obviously wanted the sword. 
But yeah, yeah, they wanted the sword. Everybody it was just automatic sword. There was hardly it's any discussion. But well, th- the reason I wanted the the blessed mantle of the green snakes because the Mara, who was the grand the father of Miramoto Moreshi, and so the grandfather of Shakei was a member of the green snake cast or whatever they uh, called okay. me. So I, I mean, because like whatever, it's a sword. There's plenty of swords. So I was kind of. I wasn't really sure what to go, and I'm like, you know what? Let's find out. Let me go back and double check with them. I was like, gosh, she was a green snake. Yeah, I want the green snake thing, but oh well. The green snake thing in 90% of the time is a free attachment that gives you plus one force and says limited draw card. Yep. That is it's silly. silly. The the actual thing is your all of these items can only attach to a Naga personality or a personality of the appropriate clan. But no, and you should not unicorn. try to make a deck with Shikay and, and the do, leash do to attach anyway. all of them to him or her. Put it on the Dark Naga. <laughs> put it on the Dark Naga, yeah. Well, no. You, you or, need or, to stack all of these on the Dark Naga. You could put all of these in a Naga deck. now. Or no, that three force for three gold Naga. You need to put him in the, every the one of your deck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you could put it on the actor that well, just gives himself a keyword. Yes. I like yes, this plan. Yes. Now, if you're playing an actual Naga deck, you're probably not going to get a lot of use out of the Blessed Mantle of the Green Sticks. If you're actually playing it out of the Forgotten Temple, hmm. that can't do political action, so you yep. couldn't get the favor. Because what, what it actually says is, for the purposes of lobbying, your family honor counts as 20 higher. Like the Scorpion Box has this, on it. Like, this, like Midday Shadow Court. This personality can lobby without bowing, and then limited, discard the favor, draw a card. So it's not literally just limited draw a card. Your opponent... It's just close to opponent, us. It's if your action. opponent dishonors your guy, then they can't lobby. Somebody else would have to bow to lobby. They can dazzling attire to take the favor back before you can use the... This the, is true. Uh, the, the discard action. If you're playing against an honor or dishonor deck, their honor may actually, especially obviously... 20 may not Shadow be enough. Court, I mean, at some point in the game, the 20 may not be enough. On the other hand, the 20 can also stop them from taking the favor at all if you get it right away early yeah. on. Yeah. Not that Unicorn may care about the favor right away because you're, if you're unopposed. You're unopposed anyway. But it's still nice to deny your opponent. But still, in cycling. 90... I mean, I'm picking a random number here, but for generally, like, if you're playing another military deck, it's just flat-out limited draw card. Yeah. Yes. There is no reason to ever print a card that stays on the board and says limited draw card with no cost. I'm pretty sure Traveling Peddler gets played all over the place. I don't build a deck without Traveling Peddler. And that's mm-hmm. five, limited pay five, effectively, yes. draw yeah. card. I... I don't understand why you'd print a card like this. It's not like it's a question of misjudging power level or something. There's just no reason to print a card like this. And I'm sorry, the handful of unicorn players who are complaining that this isn't very good, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, come on, Chris. You could destroy it because it's an attachment. Well, and that's the other thing. Yeah, it it reminds me of people every time there's a good personality that doesn't have some sort of built-in protection. People will just be like, oh... Well, but that he can be makes killed. him the number one target, so now I'll never get to use him. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Shadow well, Dragon is horrible. <laughs> yeah. He's this tin force take your opponent's guy lightning rod. Well, people at least had other things to complain about with Shadow Dragon, like he cost 20, which yeah. I guess they shouldn't totally, have complained about, which is no, totally justified totally based on what the card does. Yeah. But, yeah. but you'll see things, cards that are just really awesome that, are, that cost 7 or 8 or 9 or something, and people sometimes say, oh, well, that personality's bad because they'll just duel him or they'll just bow him or they'll, you know this, like this two gold cost guy is horrible because he'll get bowed he'll just, get killed by fury of the dark lord just come F- on chris fyi fair warning anybody who complains about this card in front of me will get smacked this one and the phoenix one some of the people who are saying oh they're not that good have said oh well it's free that means that there are <laughs> like that's a that means there are two cards in the environment yes. that are better at yeah it's cheaper to broken alliance it well duh it also doesn't make your, your unit harder to heirs wrath the, either or the, stain the phoenix plan. one is not the but, unicorn one no <laughs> no no, no oh, but, but that's another free attachment yeah so there are things that can destroy free cards it does not yeah. make free cards bad well, and there's only like the one that actually cares that they're free right there's gold a, there's steel which is gold and steel yeah. Everybody talks up like Broken Alliance is the other one that people seem to keep talking about. 
But Broken Alliance doesn't actually care that it's free. That just means you don't have to pay. It's just you yeah. don't have to pay anything. But that's because actually, doesn't you didn't have to pay coin anything. do the same thing too? I have no Kevin, idea. Kevin, stop that making cards gets, up. No, no, no. That yeah. I see that get played for the card draw. I don't think I've ever seen that actually destroy an attachment, but I guess it could. No. Yeah. Kevin, stop making cards up. Yeah. It's not helping the argument. But the, the big thing that people were complaining about was actually... Broken Alliance. Was Broken Alliance. Yeah. Because it's an open. I play this and then you Broken Alliance. Oh, no. You made your opponent use their Broken Alliance. I, yeah. Oh, no. You were ahead You traded a card for a card. It's terrible. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. They killed your stupid broken card. Yeah. Those I, I mean, jerks. It's, it's not like, you know, you play Katana of Fire and get your four gold cost weapon destroyed by Broken <laughs> Alliance. No. So the next one is the Spider, which is the Pearl Encrusted Staff of the Cobra, which is also extremely good. I think a lot of people's initial response to this was that it wasn't that great, but then some people made some, what shouldn't have been a good point, but was enough point because people sometimes are swayed more by analogy than they should be. But it, it's a plus one, plus one item that costs two, four focus value. It is a pearl. Woo! Pearl the, deck! They're all and pearls, I think. Are they not? No. no. This no. one's a pearl because it's the pearl-encrusted pearl staff. Got yeah. it. But it's reaction before someone would, personality would move, negate the movement. Yeah. That's from an, so it has to be movement from an action. So that negates move-in, too, As opposed it? to... Yes. That, wow. Well, I don't know. Like, if it's a trait that moves somebody. Like, if somebody's moving in from Asako Chikage, that move-in, you couldn't negate or, that. Or Sikimi's move-in. With Procurl, yeah. Okay. It, yes, as long as it... She isn't a reaction? Yeah, it's, it's a battle action. It's an action, isn't it? Oh, yes, no, that battle is action. It says battle. But it oh, says it before it. battle action. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you move from a reaction... So it, it won't work on hidden defenses or Sikimi. Yeah, the, the comparison people made was... Bayushi Samaru from back in Samurai, his he was a ten gold personality. He was six four, so I mean he wasn't he didn't have no traits, but his ability was reaction twice per turn negates someone moving. And, and everyone played. Yeah, yeah. he got played yes. everywhere. He got he, he basically got, played got out paid of clan. as a, yes, out of clan as a holding. Like his ability yeah. was so good that people didn't want to assign him to battles. <laughs> yeah, he was a ten paid, gold holding. Uh, yeah, you just paid ten gold for him, and you liked it. Yeah, that. Oh, hells yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's the sort of comparison that people go like, oh yeah, that's right. He was pretty ridiculous. And you're paying two gold for getting one use of his ability a turn instead of two. Yeah, you think it's a negate your own guys, like, move home, send home? Not that sexy. But moving it, using it to negate other people's movement? Well, I, I think actually well, being able to bad. negate your own movement is pretty sexy. And this isn't just negating this guy's movement either. It could be, they can't send home it's not like if a guy says oh reaction negate my movement they just use their move home on someone else but yeah it stops move in it stops move home it can stop them from Harpoon. you know, harpooning your guy if that was it, an issue it stops that crane courtier from running away and gaining yes, some honor so you're honor. staying here yeah <laughs> we, we like your stories we're keeping you now <laughs> uh, it's very very good yep yeah the Scorpion one is the Arcane Cloak of the Chameleon. Plus two force for three gold. I, th I think they're all four focus value. I'll say if they're not four focus value, but I think they're all fours. It has a battle you can run away, but the main thing is that people can't target any card in that unit while there's any other legal target anywhere in that army. In yeah, that army. That's awesome ridiculous. That's good. also pretty darn good. Yes. Like, you just, I have my good guy, I slap this on him, and now, what do you got? I mean, it, it almost... I have this guy enemy. here, and I've got Quan Chai. It, well, not even Quan Chai. If you just, just think, anyone. like, if your opponent has any amount of, of bow or force drain or something like that, that's all useless. He can't bow through the, you know, entire army. He can... Yeah, you can't just bow out your army. You have to, because you'd have to keep on Bowing the guys who are already bowed. Yeah. If you manage to move home all of the other units, then I run home. But <laughs> yeah, or yeah, then this guy runs away. Or <laughs> even even if you got a guy that you you can't protect very well, and you've got this guy who is kind of invulnerable, if you attach that thing to the the chameleon cloak to the guy, the other guy, that forces your opponent to target your your guy who they may not be able to touch. Yeah, I put gift armor on one guy, yeah. <laughs> and then I put this on the other. 
There are some cutesy things you can do with it, like you can defend with two courtiers, and one has the cloak of the chameleon, and one is whatever the MRP or something. Of, yeah, yeah. The, the guy who if you kill him, mess, he, kill he him, yeah, if you kill him, I get another baby yeah, he, courtier. He blows you lose up three. Another one. I yeah. mean, and that that kind of thing is cute, but I think that it's a much broader yeah. usage oh, than yeah. than that. This should probably go into every scorpion deck. It's a nifty, cheap, I mean, unique consider, item. It's considering go how much play Ryushin's and Champion's Blade see, yeah. 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 Uh, the Sacred Rosary of the Constrictors is the Phoenix item. Like we said earlier, this is the other free one. Mm -hmm. It's plus one chi, and its ability is limited either tutor for any Celestial out of your deck and put it into play, or go into your discard pile for a Celestial and put it into play. And then if you do that, you remove yes. the... Yeah, it, it, it RFPs itself if you bring back a an already defunct Celestial. This is a such a unique effect, I'm not really sure exactly where it falls on the, power the curve, curve, but being able to repeatedly tutor up any kind of card seems really good. Right. Yeah. So I can play this and then tutor for, say, Jorogen's Guidance, and then I just pop it right away. I get to use it. I'll discard whatever the card is, even if I an empty graveyard i can always discard the card pop it to bring the card back and then on my next turn Free card yeah i can sacred rosary of the constrictors for my reoceans guidance and then the first time it's at all advantageous to use that i can pop it and, and then on my next tens. turn yeah. i can blow up the sacred rosary to bring jurogens or reoceans back into play that's really that's really Strong. good. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially because if, if I, nothing... I, I thought if you search your deck for that, you had to discard it. I, no. No, that, no, that's, no. That's, yeah. that's it, much better than I thought it was, and I already thought it was good. Granted, if you already have a Celestial in play, you have to take into account that if you bring in a new Celestial, it will... Right. I mean... You it, have to lose it, the it, old one it first. It discards the old one, but... But, yeah, you, there's no trickery around that, but at worst, again, it's like a you attach it, and then it's... The first shot is at worst limited draw a card because you can go drop Jurogens into play and then yeah. right. just go get another card. But that's the at worst. I mean, there's a lot of, of nifty things one could end up doing with that, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's four so far and four that all seem really good. Yeah, I don't really think it's good. as outright good as, I mean, some of these other it's, ones we've been doing, but it's a good card. It's a good yeah. card. It should see play. And then the first one that's less impressive is the Ishi's Yumi, which was the Mantis card. It's a weapon, unsurprisingly. Six gold, four force. You can bow it or discard it from your hand for a range six attack, and you have to be a Mantis clan player to discard to it discard. from your hand for the range six. Sorry, Naga. <laughs> so that's okay. I mean, it gives them naval range six. It's a six for four people. with a range six. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, I think the for this one, and then, well, let's just start, we can, I think they can be talked about together because they're very similar. The dragon one is the blade of the Balash, which is the same thing, except it gives you plus one chi instead of plus zero, and it's a melee five attack instead, instead of, of a range, range six. I think the, the range six is honestly better. Well, Dragoner gonna be fishing it out of the discard pile a bunch of times. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Or not a bunch of times. Well, they can be like, once. pitch, you know, melee five, fish it out, actually attach it to it. Yeah, well, presumably on a later turn, yeah, you can use it as a strategy card once. It doesn't really accomplish anything to pitch it and then attach it right away, because yeah. it has not there, gone you're, face you're down out of... the force, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't gone face down out of place, so it's not one of these things where you get to then turn around and bow it yeah. the ability again. Yeah, but pitching it's not as much of a cost. But if, yeah, dragon. pitching it isn't much of a cost. But the, the obvious comparison for both of these is Senkaku Yari, which is five force for six and gives four. you melee four most of the time. And I think that they are better than that, yes. despite the lower force. I think that plus two on your attack and for one less force, that seems like a reasonable trade-off. Going trade -off. from a range four to a range six is a pretty big deal. Yes. Yeah, well, going from five I mean, to four is a non-trivial I'm just thinking really, about uh, yeah. Koshin Keep. As far as Manus is concerned, because that thing will range attack you to death. Mm. And putting a, a naval range six on the guy out of Koshin Keep is really kind of spectacular. Anytime you could put a decent item on a, <laughs> on a naval a guy, on a naval guy, that's handy. But I think both of them are playable. But again, they're slightly better versions of Senkaku Yari, which is something that I've seen, but is not something that has set the world on fire. 
I think both of these are cards that could be played and that should be play tested, and then it will have to see. I mean, like in Dragon can say, I don't know if that makes the deck or not. Mm. And it's not going to make it's the deck like, an, a, another Dragon deck, I don't think. It's, no. It's, no. It's, a, it's a tough card to make the deck into Dragon, but yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's not, I mean, I don't think that there are any cards in here that are bad, but these are the first two that you hit, at least going in this direction, that are not kind of knock your socks off. Good. Pretty good, yeah. The Lion one is the battle standard of the Naga. This is the one that I think has definitely drawn also the most Also not knocking griping. your socks off. Yeah. It's because it's, it's basically clan standard except it costs one less. And no one plays clan standard. Which is kind of surprising because it was all over the place in Samurai. Well, that's because well, you... Well, no, wasn't clan standard your people with followers have plus force? Whereas isn't this just straight up your people and followers have plus one Honorable force? personalities and followers. Yeah. At this battlefield, you're, you're you're looking at probably the incorrect. Am I? The the uh, the, okay. the first person who put them up on the AEG forums that when they first put the pictures up, the zoom in pictures were broken, and so he was looking at the little teeny tiny pictures. It's your other personalities and followers, oh, so okay. it does not. Well, which is which is important because when yeah. it first got previewed, you're like, wow, if it's plus three force for two, and then it gives everyone else force. No. Okay. But yeah, I, I thought, well, Clan Standard, I thought at least gave everybody else plus one force. But in any case, this right, one is plus two force for two, and then your other personalities and all of your followers at, in that art, well, it says at this card's battlefield. I'm trying to think if that's different from in this card's army in any way. Not really. Uh, it's just sort of interesting <laughs> to see the different phrasings on the different cards in the same set of promos. Trying to think, like, right, because the Scorpion one was another card in this army instead of right. one of your... Which is completely necessary, because that's crazy. Yeah, well, but I'm trying to think why there's a, if there's, why there's just a different framing. I don't know, it doesn't matter. But it, it's Blanket Force Pump. I don't think it's as bad, I mean, as people are making it out to be, because then it would just be a burn-on reading uh, <laughs> card. But it, it definitely wants a certain kind of deck. Yeah. Yes. So... There are lion decks. It wants little swarmy that guys that can be swarmy. Mm. And I mean, what'll also work on the Grateful Reward followers? And yes. you know, lions yeah. playing Grateful Reward. Yeah, and there's the tactician that creates followers too. Yeah. So it's very easy for that to be two gold for you know five force or something. But it is just blanket force, and we all know that the world does not get excited about blanket force. So. I don't know if there's a lion deck that you immediately test this for or not. So in that regard, it's it's probably I, I'd put it on the low end still of the nine cards. Hmm. Uh, then there's the crane one that which is weird. It's a yari. It's so it's like superior reach. I think is what it's supposed to be. Conceptually, they're going for the I've got a long stick, so you can't touch me. It's uh, plus two force for three, and reaction to engaging. You choose one of their guys, and that guy can't perform actions that target the unit with the Yari in it. It's, a weird, it's kind of a weird card for Crane. It's kind of weird. Yeah, well, and then it's got battle, discard it for a ranged four attack, and then you get it back at the end of the battle. Which is funny, because the whole thing is very flavorful with that. It's the... You it, throw it. Yeah, it's, I'm throwing the spear at you, and then I'm using the spear to keep you at a distance. Yeah. And the the not perform does go away if the Yari Gets is destroyed. Tossed. So if you yeah. throw it for the ranged four, yeah. then you lose the protection. Yeah, it it's kind of weird. It's it's weird. Yes, yeah. superior reach is a weird card. There are times, you know, that's just like the comparator. I have right. to go back to that. There are times when you can play superior reach and it, it hoses, wins the battle. Yeah, and other times where it's completely where it does nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, my one guy can't interact with your one guy. Well, I guess my other guy will have to kill your one guy, and then my guy you yarried will just have to kill that other guy of yours. I mean, it'll be a cute thing for, like, you know, the honor runners. Maybe you get into a situation where, like, there's one guy or two guys attacking a province, and you can be like, favor other guy home, and this guy can't touch me. Right. I mean, I, I can definitely see it in the honor run where you're like, I'm only going to defend with one guy. Yeah. If you've only got one guy I care about, stay away. But at the same time, I don't see the honor deck paying for a card that I doesn't know, gain yeah. honor. Yeah, I mean, or you can use it on a... Because, I mean, yeah, 
as an honor deck, there's certainly, I mean, like that last battle where it's like, okay, we're down to down to two or three provinces. Yeah. I've crossed. I have to hold a province. Being able to say, okay, I forced you to split. Wherever you're weakest at, my guy may be untouchable would be huge. Sure. Yeah. If you're defending, if they start with only two guys, yeah. then you can effectively make one of your guys untouchable because your first action, you can get rid of the other one. And you can do something like that if they're trying to defend. It makes it very hard for them to defend with only one guy because you get to react to engaging to make one of your guys immune to theirs. And then. Yeah, boy, it really hoses the other way around if you're attacking into an honor runner. Yeah. Yeah. I I could definitely see them playing out of the scout military deck for the extent that crane players play the scout military deck. Yeah, it's actually and that not one, that bad. And that deck no. does also specialize in forcing your opponent to spread out and defend with fewer guys. Yes, it does. So, again, it clearly it's does not have the kind of raw power yeah. as the first set of stuff. Or even, I don't think it's as... I think it's definitely weaker than the Scorpion one, which is kind of similar in mm-hmm. its, its effect. Although this one can be used for PK. Yeah. Although... Yeah, I'd, you're probably not excited if you have to blow up your three gold attachment for a range, for range four attack, four, yeah. and you get it back into your hand, but then you have, to, you pay have to pay for it again. Right, that's sort of a last ditch. I'm losing this out battle anyway. Let's do a little attrition. Uh, yeah, or well, or, yeah, this guy's bowed now, so yeah. I may as well go ahead and and pop it off. The final one is the crab, and I think the crab has actually gotten the most griping from people for being I can, overpowered. I and understand why. It's the ancient armor of the Kamar, and it's basically gift armor on steroids. Yeah. Six gold for plus four force. It can't be destroyed, and it can react to another action, to an action targeting the personality, not a battle action, any action, and it will negate the personality's destruction from the action's effects. So it basically stops stuff that goes through attachments. Yes. Well, it stops destruction that goes through attachments. Yeah. People are flipping out about it because crab is really, really, really good. and Already hard to kill. And there's a lot of resistance already, and this is even more resistance. The reason I don't flip out it as much is because there's actually a very limited number of cards that kill through attachments anyway. Yeah. So it, it it's sort of like there's going to be a lot of times when there wasn't really an action, it was going to stop. But when it is going to stop an action, it's a huge action yeah. that it can stop. Because you're shutting down really power cards like Steel on Steel, like Conviction, like Ring I'm, of Fire. I'm sniping your guy, or yeah, or Ring of Fire, or all those lovely Oni. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. no Oni. Mm, I eat you, no. Yeah. No, you don't. Chris, Chris got to play an Oni deck today. Paragon Strength Range 12. play against it. It was pretty awesome. Gazaru does eat things. He does eat things, he yes. Likes I, eating things. I also learned things like Gazaru is really unfair when you, throw, when you draw three undetectable enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing. <laughs> Who knew? Ring of Fire, your Gazaru? No. Oh, oh and you, look, now you don't even have presence. But he's got 5G, too. Yeah. It, yeah, well, they... That Reoshans was out, and it turns out my opponent had Reoshans out. It turns out Ring of Fire can find a lot more targets when you have a Reoshans Guidance out. Who knew? Reoshans Guidance is really? good. What yeah. was that from again? Hmm. So I, I think that's a very, very good card. I don't. It's a good card. It'll get played. I, I guess it's getting harder to get to flip out about cards seeming way too good anymore. I had who cares. And the anymore. unicorn is the one mm-hmm. that I and I'm reserving it for the unicorn one because it It's crazy. Because it's ridiculous. And so that kind of segues goes <laughs> to, to what the other thing was is what do you guys think about the power curve in this? I I, I don't I, think I was unhappy with the power curve at the beginning of the arc. And I haven't improved. No. I felt okay after Embers, but then there's some stuff in it. Shadows Embrace isn't like Forgotten Legacy where just everything is really good, almost anyway. But but there's a number of just extremely good things in there. And then like we went through w- with that, there's some, I mean, there's, you know, half of the the Forgotten Legacy cards. Yeah. Or not, not the Forgotten Legacy, sorry, the, 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 the Naga promos. 
you know, half of them are sort of like, wow, that's extremely good. That's amazing. And, you know, five out of the nine cards are, that's amazing. And I get that they want to make, you know, I assume that they wanted to make those promos something that people were going to be excited to get. But there's so many that's amazing cards. I feel like, I don't think it's literally true, but I feel like at least your fate deck now is higher powered than your fate deck was at the end of Celestial Edition. And I don't think that that's literally true because when you look at the cards available, Forgotten Legacy and the first two expansions were part of Celestial Edition too. So maybe yeah. maybe what I'm really feeling is more like your environment now is much higher powered than it was in Celestial Edition immediately preceding the release of Forgotten Legacy. Maybe that's really what it amounts to. But that was... That, you know, the Forgotten Legacy came out two years into an arc. Yeah. And we're... Even if you go back to the to the intended release date, we're half a year into an, an arc, into an arc. I you and know holy the, cow. There's like we were talking about. There's a card. Obviously, I mean, cast aside the week has been a ridiculous card since yes. it came out. But we're getting more of these battle destroyer card without attachments. And back in Celestial Edition, in the last Cote season of Celestial Edition, people were happily playing with Ultimate Sacrifice, which was battle pitch a card from your hand destroy a card without attachments. You were playing with a card that cost gold and said tactical battle, destroy a card without attachments. And now in Shadows Embrace, you're just getting tactical battle, destroy a card without attachments, and that's one of the weaker destroy a card without attachments cards because it actually says tactical because it you know sucks yeah. up a tactical right. action. Your Jimbo's got the same there, there's thing. There's a Jimbo one arc. that does it. There's a he- there's a henshin in Shadows Embrace. A, a effectively that does it. Does that? Yeah. Some ways it's better. Some ways it's worse. But in a lot of ways it's better. Yeah, it can't be negated because yeah, because there's nothing that negates being put on top of the deck <laughs> 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 unless it just says negate everything. Then that'll do it. But. I <laughs> cast aside the week has a straighten that's stapled on it. <laughs> well, well it, yeah, I mean, but that that's not really increasing stuff. I've said I kind of look at it and Forgotten Legacy feels like it really screwed with the, the power, power curve. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel bad for new players this arc. I, I can't really introduce people to this game because the learning curve is so steep because everything is so powerful. I don't know if the well, learning know. curve is much steeper, but... Yeah, I think that there's a psychological barrier from already having two or effectively three direct-to-player sets worth of stuff because you've got Forgotten Legacy that you have to get yeah. to be competitive. And then Shadows Embrace is just a normal set, but that makes it twice as big for a direct-to-player. And, and like we've discussed, ultimately, in a lot of ways, you know, Shadows Embrace can end up being cheaper than just going out and buying a bunch of boxes and getting a set, which is why I think it's a psychological impediment to new players, because when you're getting into a CCG, you aren't really sitting and down and thinking of it in terms of, oh, how much is it going to cost me if I go out and buy 700 boxes? But for whatever reason, that is less of a psychological impediment than, oh, I have to go out and drop 100 bucks in one chunk for this, and I have to go out and drop 200 bucks in one chunk for that. Well, I mean, also because as a new player, you can just like buy a couple, buy a starter, buy a couple boosters, play around, figure out what you want to do before you start investing at that level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, part of the problem is that as a new player, you don't know what's good or not yet, and then you, you, you play against these experienced players who know what's good, and the cards that are good are really good. Well, yeah. I, well, I don't know. N- nobody with a starter deck and a few booster packs is, I mean, is going to do anything but get slaughtered playing against a real tournament deck in any CCG at any kind of whatever power level it is that that's... I mean, that's not really a... I think well, we're kind of in two separate issues here, which is... You know, we've gone into what stops new players. I don't think it's really an impediment for new players. The fact that cards are are powerful or not, it's depending on how they affect the experience. I mean, a new player is might not light like it left if it's just like, well, I show up at a battle, and it's not just that I lose the battle, but it's every time my opponent takes an action, it blows up something of mine yeah. or completely jacks a unit. Or right. I show up at the battle, and for my opponent's first battle action, they kill six of my guys. 
Well, that's this isn't. <laughs> there, there was a bunch of six of your guys. This isn't Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's, I, all, it's only at, at most two of your guys. I don't really think of it in terms of a new player issue. I just. In terms of a where do we I mean, go yeah, next where, where issue? Does it, where does it go? Where, where do we go from here? What are we doing with... I mean, last Where arc, is this arc going to end up? Last arc, to a degree, things were powered down, but for the most part, that was like, they had to errata a bunch of cards. Yeah. But that's also, because there was something to errata. When you had a problem, it would be, okay, we've got to... We've got these this handful guy is of way Phoenix personalities that are just going crazy. And, and it's not necessarily an issue of balance either, because that's usually where they step in with, with an errata or a ban of something, is when something is unbalanced. If just everything is really powerful, then there isn't really anything to do. You can't nerf 50 different cards to lower the overall power level. You're more looking at a do we end up in, in a situation where we have something like we were at some point in Lotus Edition where the game is just ends up being less fun because everything seems so over the top. I mean, one of the cards that came out in this set is essentially, you know, wait one battle action, destroy an entire unit. And there's like negation and redirection, but even at this point in the arc, I'm looking at that card and I'm kind of like going, eh. You're talking about Unstoppable Strike? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've yeah. already got a million cards which are like, just kill through attachment, or not kill through attachment, like bow through attachments, kill anything without attachments. Yeah. Yeah, the things without I, attachments well, and, and a lot of the problem for me Give three guys minus terrible. three force and dishonor all of them. Is that when you have really powerful cards, it makes the game feel more random? Like, whoever gets to their power cards first wins. Yeah, well, and that's one of the problems with the design, I think, with the design philosophy of the uniques, where Unique cards are allowed to be more powerful, which just makes the yeah. game more random. I think yeah. that is a design decision I don't like. Unique cards should not be allowed to be any more powerful than, than other cards. Whatever the appropriate power level for a card is, is an appropriate power level. If something is too good, it doesn't become appropriate to print because... To say you can only have one, okay. You can only have right. one Chagatai XB4 in your deck. How bad can it be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, fortunately, some of the uniques have been costed high enough that they, you know, have balanced as far as what they do. But they still, it, it still does create kind of like a random power swing situation. Yeah, well, and that also, the power level thing, it also can have random stuff just in other lower levels. Like, if you're playing against a crab player, it makes a big difference. Is this the game where they randomly don't get Haruma Nakaru out? Because hmm. I'll tell you what, that game's a lot easier. Yeah. 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 Uh, and... Oh and look, Nalish came yeah, out. It's also, or, or it's a lot more pleasant, at least, even if you end up losing, because Nakaru just does bad, bad things to you. Well, and you have stuff that does bad, bad things to them, too, if you get your right hand. Again, there's a difference between balance. Everybody, but depending on what the cards are, everybody having a higher power level cards is not, or lower power level cards is not the same. I mean, I don't, it's not fun if everybody has a bunch of balanced personalities that all have two force for 12 gold and no abilities i you know yeah, yeah. I, there are different things but i mean there you are know i liked gold edition just as this it's the same kind of way if like every personality in everybody's deck was like kill through attachments period maybe that's balanced but it's balanced it's but not it's fun. not fun. it's ridiculous yeah so i i don't know and it's very hard to judge these things there's always Every time a new arc comes out, it feels like, except, you know, gold, <laughs> which, was, which was a massive power down. I mean, every time a new arc comes out, it feels like, I'm sorry, it's Samurai, I guess would be an exception to It feels like there's this, there's always people saying, oh gosh, this thing is the sky's falling. The, it's so over the top and whatnot. And I don't know that we necessarily are there now. And I remember feeling this, at, and I think I felt this at some point in Celestial Arc 2. But not this early. But not this early. And I'm kind of... I, I should was, go back, because I think I actually wrote something called Where Do We Go From Here? Yeah. I was I pretty happy with Celestial like Arc, that. personally. Well, with, the, with the sole exception of Breeder. I mean, yeah. Celestial had to go through a few ridiculous cards, like we were talking about the super cheap Phoenix people and some of the super cheap goblins. And there was always Breeder. And... There was, in general, 
Blitz just being good and then being resolved by just tons and tons and tons and tons of hate for people that cost six or less. I mean, there were so many cards that were just like completely hose all these guys that cost six gold or less. And I guess Chris is looking for his article. But it wasn't an article, it was a big forum post, but But yeah, it I mean in Celestial Edition we kind of had the same kind of thing where there was a lot of stuff that felt too good, but like Chris said, it was in, it was individual cards there. I mean, what are they going to do, say, all of these cards that say, you know, destroy a card without attachments, you know, they they can't fix cast aside the weak and Yojimbo aside the weak and Tactician aside the weak and all these <laughs> cards they have. This was, I wrote this in 2010, so we would have been, this. I wrote this post on Monday, March 15th. So a few months before the podcast started. This was before the podcast started, and this was... It's getting towards the end of Celestial. No, no, because Celestial ended, remember, Emperor didn't come out until this year. Uh. It was supposed to come out at the end of last year. So this was about... Halfway. Nine months into, nine or ten months into Celestial that I wrote this. I'll keep it short. Celestial was already starting to feel a bit over the top and was really getting there just one expansion after the base set, which is the one that rely, required them to... Um, they write, mm-hmm. write one expansion into Celestial Edition. They had errated four or five cards because Blitz decks were... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. Whether it's Blissing, Rocketing Honor, Massive Swarms, or Unkillable slash Bowable slash Reducible slash whatever Uber units, it feels like everything is already at such an explosive power level. A lot of personalities have extremely efficient force and or great abilities. Battle actions are so potent that the last set featured two strongholds with lethal battle actions on them. And massive force bonuses abound. Mass force bonuses abound. And this is after several power level errata to keep things in check. People have expressed that CE feels like it's going the way of Lotus, which is exactly what I just said about yes. Emperor <laughs> Edition. And that's a bad thing. The situation seems problematic to T. I think that, at least to some extent, you agree, given the issuance of errata and references to having pushed things too much in Celestial. This is, the like d- this is Reese having... The Ark still has something like four plus expansions left, blah, blah, blah. With all the power creep that entails, making an environment less explosive by printing more cards strikes me as hard to do. You can't just print bad cards because then everything stagnates and sets don't sell. Meta can only take you so far. I'm glad that you've shown a willingness to errata problem cards, which is one way to pull things back, but errata is more suited to removing focus problems. So my question is, going forward, how... I could just like have taken this exact same post and done it now, except... And changed I'm, like except, 20 words. Except I'm four months into the arc instead of yeah. nine, and they haven't actually errated. Well, yes, they have errated. They've errated one thing, right? Rido, no, Oni. Rido. Yeah. And Rido wasn't like a generic we made this card too good. It was, there's a dumb, dumb combo. Yeah, and this is the same thing. I have to go and clarify that no, like, we're Agashi not at Lotus levels right was now. Just no, I'm not talking cheap. about balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Jeremy's Summerlin's talking about making a new Crane Oni summoning deck with Gazaku no Oni. Of course he is. He likes doing that. He does. Gazaru is a big Oni. I don't know. I kind of, I've felt this way since the beginning of the arc. And I didn't feel this way at all during Celestial or Samurai. I certainly did not feel like this about Celestial after a good point. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's a difference between like personality. Oh yeah, that's right. They had to errata stuff for Crane too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah at the, the beginning, they had yeah they had errata the, a bunch the of Ford, stuff. The uh, the gift sword thing that was I bet, way I bet. too and Reese, powerful. Reese could just take his his post here and uh, and probably just quote it back at my quote <laughs> of my own. Just quote post. the exact same post, right? That's interesting. But it was different, I think, because it was. I mean, for the most part, a lot of the issues in Celestial, it seems like it was just guys that were a little too cheap for what they were. I mean, most of the Phoenix guys that got eroded were like, I think they were blank, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were I mean, they were just cheap blank force. It was yeah. like naval and cavalry and all that well, stuff. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have some. Uh, Kevin, you know, he's been doing the Phoenix Blitz, and we'll have uh, Lion Blitz after the... I, Lion in, Blitz already exists. Well, but it does exist. July when With the, the Kote pack. When the Kote promo pack becomes legal yeah. is when it uh, really, really will get its chance it to crazy. see what it, it does. 
Well, here. so that's interesting. We just had a big lengthy discussion that probably then ended up had. with me remembering that I'm, I am probably just going through exactly the same Repost. junk that I went through. Repost. Chris, I, I don't think you're crazy. I think what, you, what you're seeing is Well, is, I do, but that's truth. a separate issue. <laughs> no, crazy. You're not crazy. Nothing to do with this. Well, I, I didn't really quite intend for us to talk that long about it, and I certainly, which is true of probably everything we talk about. This is true. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter Strange assembly either place. Thanks for listening.